What is up, soccer players? Welcome to this latest episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience. It is me, your co-host, Andy, with my main man, Sebastian. Sebastian, how you doing, my guy? Life is good, Andy. What you been up to recently? I've been, um, you know, chilling, reading a little bit, um, enjoying a little bit of time with some family, but otherwise mm. good. How about you? Uh, I'm ready for 2023, man. It's, uh, it's you know, it's the end of the year and we're ready to move forward. By the time you guys will listen to this, it's probably 2023 already. But um, yeah, every year I feel like is moving faster and faster. And here we go again. You know, let's do it. Yeah, that DOB catching up to us. <laughs> it is. Just stop it, man. I'm, I'm officially in my... Oh, damn, bro. I forgot to tell you. You have your own health insurance yet? Oh, uh, yeah. I've been on that. <laughs> I've been on that. But what's catching up to me are the injuries now, man. Yeah, I so I pulled my hip flexor, didn't do rehab. Three days later, played soccer, made my quad oh, even worse. No. That got about 80, 90% better. So, you know, logically, the best decision is to play pickup four times in one week. Um, <laughs> the fourth time of that week being playing on a, a very poor surface. While playing there, playing in goal, you know, I'm apparently, you know, they liked the way I played in goal. So I was like, hey, you know, I'll, I'll do another game. Um, mm-hmm. Slipped on the tile surface we were playing on, overly internally rotated my hip. That's causing me some issues. Didn't drink water at all that entire day. Went home, fell asleep on the couch, woke up, got up too quickly. I have low blood pressure, passed Jesus. out. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we're going to have to do an episode just on our own injuries at some point, too. Oh, my, oh my God. It's been uh, it's been a hell of a week. Um, I'm glad so you were, we're, we're getting there. I'm glad you were able to make there. it on today. But uh, by the time you hear this episode, I will be, you know, continuing not doing the rehab I'm supposed to, and I'll be back playing. So <laughs> there is there is that. Uh, yeah. But um, shout out to our chief sponsor. Nordstick, the number one way to train your uh, your hamstrings at home, on the road, in the clinic, in the gym, anywhere. Uh, definitely give them a shout. Link is in our description to this episode. Um, yeah. And we have a, a very special episode today, one that I think a lot of people might want to listen to. We're, we're talking about PT residency. Um, and I, I think this is a good episode for us to tackle together because I've done a residency and Sebastian, you have not, correct? Correct. And we're going to talk about our decision-making process, if we're happy with the way things turned out. And uh, and yeah, so let, let's first start with you. So you didn't do a residency. Talk us through kind of the the pathway to get to that that standpoint there. Yeah, so... First off, I think residency is a very valid route to take, and I'm glad we're doing this episode because I think many podcasts talk about it, but I think it's important to hear from us as if you're really trying to get into soccer because um, it's kind of the routes that we've taken. Um, I actually, I did apply to a residency. I applied to one residency when I was coming out of PT school, and I, actually, at your alma mater, um, good old Duke Blue Devils. Mm. Um, I ended up, I think I came like second in the interview process, and I only took one resident, so so be it. Um, but the reason I, I, I didn't apply to any other residencies because just based on life where I was at, like family in the area, that was the only place that I was willing to go do residency and it just didn't work out and that was okay. I'm happy with the overall decision long-term just because I feel like I was able to kind of 
guide my own continuing education after PT school from there. Now, I think it would have been great to have all of that information kind of curated for me and have somebody let me know, like, hey, this is the information you need to know. And we're just going to go through it as like another year of education or year and a half, however long your residency is. Um, But from my perspective, it was it ended up being good to kind of get out into the real world. I, I got to work into in a PT clinic that wasn't sports based, but I just I got so much more experience with different kinds of people. Um, and then from there, I kind of started working with soccer teams in the area. And I'm not, you know, I'm not sure if every residency would be able to give people those opportunities. Um, now, Duke definitely did. And that's why I applied there in the first place, because I wanted to work with soccer players, too. Um, but I know that there's plenty that you might not be able to go and work with a team. Um, so I really enjoyed being able to work with some semi-pro teams. I was able to work with a team that won the UPSL National Championship. Like, I don't think I could have had those experiences if I didn't if I did do a residency, um, just based off the timing. So in retrospect, I'm, I'm happy with how things went. I'm happy with where I'm at. Um, however, I totally see a, a value in doing a sports residency after, after PT school. Now, you talked about um, wanting someone or something to help guide you through your continuing education. Um how did you do that for yourself um, in the past, let's say, two to three years since since leaving school? Mm-hmm. So you still kind of have to like go out of your way to create these relationships to kind of guide yourself down that path. For me, it was going to things like CSM and then going to the, um, the events that they have with the American Academy of Sports PT um, just to meet people. That That's where we met. I mean, I think I'm knew you from social media and then reached out when we actually met up at CSM in Denver, I think it was. Um, and then we kind of got to talking and here we are today. Um, then also, also through the ASPT um, did a bunch of their kind of like, um, I forget what it's called. It's like where you kind of work with someone who's been more experienced in the field and you, they kind of become your uh, mentor. Yeah, the, the teammates, teammates. Yeah. 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 So that's the event at CSM and through the ASPT, I was also I was able to get in contact with um, a PT that works in MLS, and he's kind of been a mentor to me. Occasionally, we speak, and he kind of gives me some feedback on where I'm at, how to continue working towards meeting my goals. Um, and from there, I you have to basically take your own initiative to to look up specific research, to look into teams and what what they're really working on, and kind of see what people that have a career path that's similar to what you want to do, see what they're doing and trying to kind of follow it on your own. Um, I just kind of reach out to people, <laughs> reach out to people and talk, see what they're up to, see what they're learning, um, follow intelligent people and kind of grow from there, learn from there. Um, mm. I don't, I don't think it's easy, but at the same time, like it, it kind of gives you control over yourself and based on where I'm at trying to, to work on, privately seeing soccer players and being like a physical therapist specifically for soccer players. Um, I think it's definitely been a a good push and it's slowly but surely it's coming along. Now let's, let's talk about that, that last bit you just mentioned about working with soccer players um, in a little bit, but you mentioned two things. You mentioned continue education and you also mentioned reading papers. Um, I'm a big advocate for reading and it's, it's definitely shaped the way that, that I treat and, and evaluate players and, and people in general. 
how do you go about saying, you know what, like, I want to read this one versus, oh, you know what, I don't want to read this one, but I'll read that one. Or even when it comes to courses, like, how do you decide, you know what, I think that course will be good for me instead of this course. Because when you're when you're in a residency, all those things are um, sometimes picked for you. But when you're on your own, you're you're making your own decisions. So how do you how do you make those? I think a lot of it has been me trying to find courses that are not so much trying to like tell me this treatment is great for that or like you need to learn how to do this exact like manual technique. Um, I've tried to guide myself into courses that are more concept based, like overall knowledge of just like the body systems or like overall knowledge of the knee, the hip, the ankle. And I've tried tried to kind of go down the road of learning about the most common injuries that happen in soccer players. Mm. Um, So while soccer players do get hand, elbow, shoulder injuries, if you look at what I read, it's probably 80% lower body slash like concussion related things. And then maybe 10 to 20% upper extremity things or just like trunk and spine things that might might happen. Um, Mm. But kind of like finding those initial papers that are just about like, epidemiology of injuries in soccer players and then from there being like oh okay like most of the injuries happen at the groin or whatever body part you you, for whatever sport and then kind of getting into the rabbit hole of that specific part of the body Mm. i see i see yeah no that is important because like i mean i I always tell people like i'm really not that well-rounded you know because well 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 that's a bad way to put it but soccer is different. Every sport is different. And I feel like if you need to go deep into one topic, then inadvertently you're going to be leaving some things out and you have to be kind of okay with that. Right. Yeah. Like if this is maybe not the best example, but like if you're a swimmer and like you want to see a specialist, you probably don't want to come see me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I've seen people swim and I watch the Olympics but like I don't I barely even know the difference between the strokes like yeah yeah um so yeah I, it's definitely been a bit of choosing what you really want to get into and I mean I knew it was soccer from the beginning so I was like all right I'm gonna learn most about that um it, it also means keeping up with like just some basic like strength and conditioning principles and whatnot but over overall it's like very soccer heavy and you said it like I'm definitely limiting some knowledge of other specialties but i'm okay with that and the people that i work with are okay with that too they i don't think they care that i'm not a swimming specialist because mm-hmm. i know what position they play how it affects um their body their fitness and how their team play style might affect how our rehab will be dictated mm. um those, those are all great points let's take a quick commercial break and then when we get back we'll we'll flip the script and and hear from the other side so don't go anywhere Vitruve is a reliable, affordable, and easy-to-use velocity-based training system that allows sports medicine staff to monitor and evaluate an athlete's performance in the gym. There are so many scientific papers supporting velocity-based training, showing how athletes can get stronger, more powerful, and reduce their injury risk. Most of all, it's one of the best ways to maximize athlete intent during a fitness or rehab session. Check out the link in the description to learn more about Vitruve today. This episode is brought to you by Team Builder. If you're a physical therapist, fitness coach, or personal trainer, 
you need to know that Team Builder is the number one app for exercise prescription. Whether you're working with a few clients one-on-one as a side hustle or you're working with hundreds of athletes in an academy setting, there's no better app to prescribe exercises for remote or in-person training than Team Builder. As someone who's used Team Builder for over two years, I can wholeheartedly say it saves me time and helps my clients perform at their best. As a bonus, Team Builder is offering a 12-week soccer strength and conditioning program that comes with your 14-day free trial. This program focuses on increasing strength, power, and speed, all while reducing risk of injury. Head over to teambuilder.com and sign up with the code SFE to get started. All right, we are back on the soccer fitness experience um let's flip it what it's your turn yes, to start sir. asking some yes, sir. So it's your turn to answer some questions yeah i got, I got <laughs> answers man. Maybe i hope i'm getting in trouble at the end of this but uh <laughs> so so we, we talked about me a little bit i said how i applied to residency but i was very much only willing to do one and it didn't work out and so be it but tell us a little bit about you your story how did you decide you wanted to do residency and how did you go about choosing the one that you ended up doing yeah, so I mean, during PT school at, at Duke, they're they're very uh, <clears throat> let's say residency friendly, and um, a lot of the students in, in the cohort were like, "Yeah, residency, residency, residency." And uh, don't get me wrong, I'm a go getter, and uh, I like to dream big and you know push for the limits. But at that school, man, like it's supercharged on everybody, and I was like, honestly, I I don't know, like I haven't looked into it really. I don't want to move again, yada, yada, yada. So I kept on, you know, delaying the process to really look into it till it got to the point where somebody asked me, oh, uh, are you are you going to do it next year? And I said, I still don't know yet. And they said, well, the deadline for most programs was like two weeks ago. So I don't think you're doing it this year. <laughs> I'm like, oh, all right. Um, but it's, it's always been something that's on my mind. And I was interested in, in, one, pretty much my entire time in PT school, which was based in New York City. I was like, oh, perfect. They have a lot of good affiliations. It's near New York. I want to be in New Jersey, yada, yada, yada. Um, applied to that one. And then one day I was watching um, a soccer game. And um, I think the team I was watching was playing Orlando. And I saw on the front of the jersey, Orlando Health. It's like, oh, that's, I've never heard of this place. What is that? Is that like a hospital? If so, do they have a residency? And if so, do their residents like work with like maybe the players? So go on Google and, you know, Orlando Health Sports Residency. And lo and behold, yeah, they do. And I was like, oh, wow, I've never heard of a residency where you work on, like with soccer that much. Let me look into it. And um, because of their calendar, it was a little bit shifted. So their application kind of deadline was all moved forward. And I was like, oh, that that's on my timeline. Maybe I can maybe I could look into this. So uh ended up applying, got in, and um yeah, I went there and I actually I, I decided not to go to the New York one because they didn't have soccer every day. And to me that was important. I needed to be in that environment multiple times a week. So uh that's what brought me to Florida. I think that you said it right there, and I think I touched on it too. It's if, if you want to work in soccer, what better way to get into it than being around soccer players every single day? Yeah. Um, do you think that 
you enjoyed being around soccer every day? Do you ever feel like you missed out on being on a little bit more of like the general population more often? Mm, no, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm being completely honest. There were, there were days where, and this is when I knew that if I had an opportunity to work for a team, I would do it. Cause the way it would be is that my day would be split in the morning. I'd go work in soccer in the afternoon. I'd go to clinic and there were days I would be walking from soccer, walking out of the facility back to my car. I was like, I don't want to go. I just want to mm-hmm. turn back around and stay there the rest of the day. And that's, that's what I knew. I was like, yeah, I, I need to, I like, I, I honestly, if, if it's a clinic, I, I don't want to be there. Like I, I want to be with the club. And that's something um, that, that really spoke to me that day. Yeah, I totally understand that because, like, sometimes when I when I am in the clinic, I'm like, all right, like, time is very slowly passing. But when I when I get to go to training or um, go to a game with the soccer team, like, that is, I could be there all day. You said it, like, it, it's just enjoyable. Um, now, since you finished up your residency, how do you, what are your thoughts on like your continuing education now? So, like, obviously, that's kind of curated for you. Um, what were your thoughts on one? kind of just being told what to learn and two now that you're done with that how are you going about finding more things to continue learning Mm. so i'll say this um based off my experience and the experience of many residents i talk to it is very very rare to find a program whose didactic material is is worth the pay cut that we take Mm-hmm. to be a resident not saying that it's it's not good not saying that it's not you know right or rigorous but you know like it, generally speaking to be a resident you're taking a 15 to twenty thousand dollar pay cut right and at Min- minimum yes and min- yes <laughs> depending if you're down there where you are then oh man but um <laughs> but um i i think of that of I just paid 20K for a con ed course for a year. Did this material make that worth it? And and I, I have no problem saying this here because I already told, you know, the people that I worked with, but in my opinion, it was a no. And I had to take more time um, outside of what I was already doing to make sure that the material I was learning would best prepare me for the course uh, and for the exam and just for my overall, you know, um, evaluation and treatment skills. And, um, that's something that I just decided to do and, and it worked out, but it's all about the reason. And even, even saying that I still don't regret my decision because to be completely honest, like it's 2022, 2023, you don't need to do a residency to have somebody give you a bunch of courses and papers. Like you can look that up on your own, right? Like back in the day, when residency was called residency for medical doctors, it was like, yeah, you have to work, live and breathe here because there's no other place you're going to learn it. That's not the case anymore. And I didn't go down to Florida to read a bunch of papers. I came down to Florida because they had an affiliation with Orlando City's Academy and I wanted to be there every day. And I got that. So I regret nothing. Um, But yeah. yeah, and I think that's where it's really worth it. I think that's kind of where where the experience is definitely worthwhile. The pay cut is worthwhile, you know, depending on who you are. 
And there's other things to think about too. I think, you know, as far as I know, you were single and you weren't married to somebody and you can kind of just go down by yourself and do your thing. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh God. If I had like <laughs> wife, kids, Oh, oh Jesus. Yeah. yeah so I mean, story, but... so no kids on my end, but like my experience was I had been dating my now wife for seven years already. I, you know, we were waiting on engagement because like I wasn't making money. I was just in PT school hemorrhaging money, honestly, <laughs> like with loans and everything. Um, so like, after I didn't get the res- residency at Duke, I was like, do I really want to take a whole other year to apply, take a $20,000, $30,000 pay cut where like we'll be far more limited. We, we will have to pay for a wedding. We want to buy a home. Like those decisions were vastly different than if I was single and didn't have those things on my mind. Um, yeah. So those are yeah. all just things you got to take into account if you're making this decision for yourself. And like people don't, like people don't talk about those things either. Right. Like, residency it's not like from a personal perspective it's not easy like mm-hmm. you're you're working a lot you really don't have time to make friends you you just you know you go home you fall asleep you wake up the next day you do it again you come home you read some paper and it's like it can be isolating yeah. um and they tell you that when you're applying yeah it's I, I feel like they tell you and it's something that's said but it's not something that's discussed yeah you gotta you ask know? what people have been residents there before um, yeah, to, like learn yeah. about that. It's um, um, it's important because like a year is a long time, and some residencies I just learned they're longer than a year. Yeah, some are eighteen months minimum. Some are some are even months. longer. <laughs> it's just like what do you months? Yeah. So if you're in PT, if you're an undergrad now, know that PT school will be harder. And if you're in PT school, know that residency will be even more of a time commitment. You will be paid less than your people you just graduated with. And you're still going to have to like pay bills, live life, eat, like all these things. Like those things will not suddenly be given to you. You won't suddenly be fed every single day. Um, So it's a lot of work. But at the same time, like you said it yourself, that experience with Orlando City Academy, that can be very much worthwhile in the long run. Yeah, but I'll I'll say this: if it was, if it was anything other than soccer, I probably would have left within weeks. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have lasted. I was like me doing that for that salary, and yeah, I, I I wouldn't be happy. Like, bye, I'm out. You know, it's just, and it, it's really, and I, I think the takeaway for for applicants is you really, really, really have to know exactly what you're going to get out of the experience. And you need to make sure that's there because it's it's very easy to say, oh, I just graduated. I want to work in professional sports. I need more experience. I want to do more learning. I think a residency is the best way to do that, which that's fine. That's cute. But like, are you willing to trade away 70 hours of your life for an entire year? Yeah, you can't half-ass it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's... it's you might, we might try, but it's not going to work. And then you're going to have, like, invested all this time, money, essentially, and you're going to, like, still have to take this test, and you might not pass if you half-ass it. Yeah, yeah, and it's... it's Yeah, it's tough. You just got to make sure you know what you're saying yes to, and yeah. whatever you get in the end aligns with your goals. Yeah. Um, I think main takeaway for our listeners has to be do your homework, man. Reach out to people. Reach out to people that did one. Reach out to people that didn't do one. Ask them why they didn't do one. Reach out to people that have been to the one that you, you're currently wanting to apply to and ask them what it was like. And a lot of the times, you can just ask the, the programs and they'll point you in the right direction. And if they're not willing to do that, you probably don't want to go there. Mm. 
and previous residents will tell you a lot more than you think yep. they will. So well, a lot of details. Because <laughs> yeah. honestly, we look out for each other because at the end of the day, like after everything, you know, I a hundred percent would do the same thing over again. I would, because what I wanted was multiple days a week at a soccer facility with soccer players. And I just need to be able to execute on a lot of things I've been learning about. That's all I wanted. And I got that. So I'm happy. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace. Peace.